Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Secrets of Marketers podcast, the only podcast you can rely on to give you real, raw, unfiltered marketing advice covering the latest tips, tricks, and tools that millionaire marketers use to make money online. I am your host, Jeremy Blossom. Sit back, relax, and let's start discovering the true secrets of marketers. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Secrets of Marketers podcast. My name is Jeremy Blossom, and today I am going to be talking about how millionaires build their campaigns. How many of you have ever sat down, put a ton of work into building and launching a campaign and got nothing, not a zip, and left the entire process extremely frustrated and probably a little less richer because you just suck a bunch of money into something that didn't work. I don't know about you, but I have been there before and it is unpleasant. It's something that you don't want to do. And I'm going to tell you exactly how millionaires, actually millionaire marketers, go ahead and approach a campaign. I would highly recommend that on this podcast, you grab a pen and paper and take notes because I'm going to go into some very specific details on exactly how they build and structure and the thought process behind building a amazing, impactful campaign. All right. So a lot of people get stuck on the tactics of a campaign. They'll get stuck on the design of the ads. They'll get stuck on the technology. They'll get stuck on uh, reporting but they miss what the real big picture is. And that's because oftentimes people have really no idea what they're doing. They kind of fake it or they kind of try their best. Maybe they watch a YouTube video and they try to put something together and they're hoping for the best. Or what's worse is that I see a lot of marketers and business owners try to chase the money. So they try to build a campaign simply because they think they can make a bunch of money from something. And they're actually not devoting themselves to the mastery of marketing, to really getting into the details of what makes something work and what doesn't make something work. I'll tell you one thing, how you can always win when you lose when it comes to building a marketing campaign is to do one thing and do it every single time. It's how you win even if you lose. And that's to learn what you did wrong. And the only way you're going to be able to do that is by sitting down and crafting what your expectations and goals are. Before I go any further, though, because I'm about to give away some secrets, it is super, super important to understand this one thing. I don't care how much money you've made as a marketer or how big your biggest campaign is. I don't care how much money you've spent on a marketing campaign or how big you've scaled something. The truth is, and this is for everybody who's brand new to marketing, the truth is, is that at the end of the day, every single marketer, even the millionaire ones, have a little bit of guesswork that they're putting into their campaigns. No one really truly knows whether a campaign will be successful or won't be successful when they're sitting down to draft it. So that's something to consider and something to keep in mind so you don't beat yourself up that if you do what I'm telling you to do today and it doesn't do as well as you think it can do, 
There's the good news is, is that you can win when you lose by learning what you did wrong or optimizing the things that are working well and cutting out the things that didn't work so well. Okay, so there are five major ingredients into a really, really high-powered, successful campaign. But the magic is in what you do before you build the campaign. All right, so if you're taking notes, here's what I want you to write down. Number one is who are you targeting? I want you to go beyond the demographic stuff for a moment. Most people, most marketers will sit down and they'll write out, okay, who am I going after? I'm going after someone between the age of 45 and 50 years old, male, lives in, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And that's actually not what I want you to start with. What I want you to start with and ask yourself is, is this campaign for someone who knows me and knows the brand or knows the service or product that you're going to sell, or do they not know who you are at all? This is a monumental question to ask because oftentimes I see people build campaigns that are actually really good campaigns, but they were meant for people who had a little bit of a familiarity with who the brand product or service was, but they pushed the campaign to a market that had no idea who they were and the messaging missed. It bombed. Vice versa. I've also seen people make campaigns that are meant for people who have no idea who the brand is and they're sending it to a really highly engaged audience that knows exactly their products and service and it leaves the people confused. So before you get into the demographic information, make the choice. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, can it be both? Absolutely, it can be both, but you have to have a preference. You have to say, ideally, we are going after people who we have never never talked to, they don't know who we are. It's what we call in the industry cold traffic. Cold traffic is traffic that has never seen, heard from you before and has no idea who you are. And that is a very, very different type of traffic than warm traffic from people who have. Some campaigns do well when it's cold traffic, warm traffic, or hot traffic. Other campaigns, most campaigns, especially if you're a beginner at building campaigns, the more specific you get with this, the better your campaign is going to be. Then you should get into the demographic information on who you're going after, and then you should get into the pain points, right? Who exactly are you going after? What are their pain points? What are they struggling with? And what are they wanting out of this? Or in a very simple way of doing it, you've probably seen some really cool infographics on these, but what's the problem and what's the solution, right? And your campaigns could either be touting the solution or it could be really exasperating the problem. Either one is fine, but getting into the real needs and wants, the desires, the greed points, the fear points while you're building a campaign and make sure that this stuff is written down. Dan Kennedy has an amazing way of doing this. And so I figured it would take a moment when it comes to who are you targeting with your campaign to teach you something that I was taught by Dan Kennedy. And it is a letter that he asks his students to write to themselves. And I want you guys to do the same thing. So to really get to the heart, to really get to the core of your primary demographic, like who you're going after, and to build campaigns at ease that go on to scale and make you a lot of money, this exercise is absolutely huge. 
What I want you to do is I want you to sit down with a pen and paper and I want you to write a letter on behalf of your ideal prospect. So I want you to come up with a name, right? So if your company is XYZ Widgets and you sell a online education course, right? Then I want you to say, dear XYZ online trading course, my name is Bob, or my name is Suzanne, or my name is Pat, if it's either a male or female, right? If it could be both. And I, and go into your background story, like pretend that you're that customer and you want to go into your background story. I am a mother of, you know, three, I am recently divorced, and I live in, put the state, you know, the city, I do this for a living, I have these as my hobbies and my free time, literally write a message to your brand about who you are. And then I want you to be as detailed as possible and go into the things that you're struggling and the things that you want. And I want you to end the letter by answering this one question. If I could just blank, then I would blank. If I could just lose that extra 10 pounds, then I would do this. If I could just make three more sales a month, then this would happen. If I could just, what is it that these people, if they could just do this one thing, then what would they get out of it? I would finally have the confidence to go after my dream. I would finally feel like I could go and ask this person out on a date. I would finally feel like I was in a place of prosperity and I could pay off my mortgage. What is it that they really are going after? Because so many times we get stuck in our campaigns touting the features of our products and not the benefit. That question right there, if I could just this, then I would do that. This gets down into the heart of the benefit that you're trying to convey. This will also help you really make sure that you can understand the psyche, the psychology, the heart of your ideal prospect. If you have a hard time writing this letter, then you need to get a better, firmer grip of your customers and your ideal prospects. Make some phone calls, do some surveys, start to look at your competition and figure out what they're saying and what they're putting in, uh, in front of their clients, which are your clients too, right? Because they're, they're your competition. By you going in and getting in touch with this group of people or with your ideal person, the easier it will be for you to write this letter. So if this letter is hard for you to write, then you're not ready to build a campaign. If it's easy for you to write and you can write a couple sentences that say, if I could just this, then I could do that, then you're ready to build a campaign, all right? So there's one more thing that millionaire marketers do before they actually get into the tactics of developing a successful campaign. That is, they set their expectations and goals up front before they actually launch the campaign. What are types of expectations and goals do millionaire marketers set for themselves? Well, the first one is, is spend. How much are they going to invest into this campaign? Is it $5,000, $10,000, $50,000? This isn't the amount of money that they're going to scale up to. This is the initial amount of money all in. I don't care if this is $5,000 or $500. What is the amount that you are willing to do it? Then the second thing is, is what's the duration? How much time 
are you willing to invest? Are you willing to run this campaign for a week, for a month, for three months? This is where individual businesses, cash flow, things like that will determine these answers. I can't give you the general, you should try to do this or you should try to do that. You can refer back to my other podcast where I talk about the thousand click test. That is a great way to do it. You can calculate and formulate how much money you need to get your thousand click test. But the time frame for that really does depend a lot on your specific business. But it's important for you to set that length of time up front. The next thing that you need to do is itemize exactly what you're willing to pay for your clicks, lead, conversions, or sales. Is this campaign designated to drive clicks? Or is it the purpose of the campaign is to generate leads? Or is it to get people to convert from one part of, the, of your customer journey to the next? Or is it to drive sales? You need to be as specific as possible and ideally you would have a metric for both the cost per click, the leads, the conversions, and the sale. What is the conversion? What is the click-through rate? What is your expectation on the click-through rate of the ad? What's your con- your your expectation and goal for the cost for the lead? Even though your sale, the the driving sales, could be the purpose of your campaign, it's still important for you to get as granular as possible from every single deliverable, every single asset that you're using. A deliverable is something that is a part. It's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a part of the actual funnel or the campaign. So a banner ad would be a deliverable. The landing page would be a deliverable. The shopping cart. These are essential pieces in order for you to run a successful campaign. And so what you should be doing is ahead of time estimating and setting what is your realistic or what I like to call a SMART goal. SMART is an acronym that we use here at StrikePoint Media on a daily basis. It stands for Specific, Measurable, Attainable, Realistic, and Timely. So someone may come up to me, one of my marketing managers may come up to me and be discussing a campaign, and I'll stop them and say, what are the SMART goals for this campaign? Because without knowing what the SMART goals are for the campaign, I can't tell him or her that this is a campaign that I think is going to work. I can't tell them that, oh, well, if that's, that's a really lofty goal there. If that's the case, I really put a lot of emphasis on this portion of the campaign. Um, if you don't know that, if you don't have smart goals set up, then you're just guessing. And when it comes back to the thing I said earlier about learning when you lose, it's impossible because you don't know what you failed at because you didn't have the metrics and the benchmarks set up front. This is so huge. And the last is, what do you expect the reach to be? Are you on purpose targeting a very small, specific audience, or are you going really, really broad? The differentiation between a specific, narrow audience and a broad audience will oftentimes set the metrics for everything else and be completely different or drastic from one another. If you don't know the answers to these questions, you're not ready to launch a campaign. If you have an existing campaign that you're putting money behind right now and you don't have the answers to these questions, then you need to stop and pause the campaign and go answer these questions because I'm telling you right now, all amazing millionaire marketers that I talk to on a day-to-day basis, this is the stuff when we're asking each other about advice on a particular campaign and how we can get more revenue, more clicks, more leads, whatever our goal is. 
I'm asking them these specific questions. Who's your primary audience? How long have this campaign been running for? How long do you want to run it for? How much more spend are you willing to put behind it? What are the existing metrics? What are your KPIs? What were your expected KPIs? These are questions that we should know and you should know by heart and be able to rattle off before you spend a dollar and before you even begin to build out the ads. So many times people have an idea for an ad campaign or for a lead generation campaign or a sales campaign and they go right into building the offer. They go right into building the ad creative, writing the copy because they're so excited. And they, the problem with it, although I love the energy and the enthusiasm, is that we're humans. And the human nature is, is that we're going to build it. And because we built it, we put time and energy into it. We think it's going to work. We convince ourselves that this could potentially maybe possibly work. And then we go and we put, bury money into it and it doesn't. And then we get extremely frustrated with ourselves because it didn't work. That's not what I want you to do, and that's not what millionaire marketers do. They're extremely calculated. They're treating marketing like a business and not a hobby. If this was a hobby, yeah, sure, see what happens. Throw it against the wall, Woohoo! this is fun. But if you wanna make money, you wanna scale your business, you wanna sell a lot of products, this stuff needs to be second nature to you. This needs to be something you can rattle off anytime and anywhere because it's not going to work. There's always something that you can improve, always something that you can improve when it comes to your campaigns. So make sure that you really do spend some time asking yourself those important questions. All right. So now let's go into actually what makes a campaign a million dollar blockbuster absolutely is going to tear the roof off. What are the five main ingredients? Here they are. And I'll go through them top to bottom and then I'll get into the specifics of them. Number one, all great campaigns capture attention. We are in the game. Marketers are in the game of capturing attention. Gary Vee has so many different little podcasts and little episodes on his social media channels that talks about attention and how the entire game is rigged, especially social media, is rigged around attention and that the game is currency, is attention is a type of currency that you pass back and forth and he couldn't be more right. If you don't have something that you've made and developed that doesn't capture the attention of your demographic then it's dead in the water. No one's going to see it. And if no one sees it, they can't pay attention to it. If they can't pay attention to it, then they can't go to the next step. So what can you do to get more attention? I'll just give you two big things. One is video. Video is fire right now. If you're making ads that are not video ads, then I highly recommend you start making them. Personally, we have seen increases in click-through rates by as much as 50 to 60% in comparison to a static ad or an HTML ad and a video ad, especially on Facebook. So video ads are becoming the new norm and it is an easy way to stop and get someone's attention. And the logic is simple and I won't harp on this one, but what do you think your eye is going to catch? Something moving or something moving or something that's static? 
Of course, something that's moving, your eye is naturally going to gravitate towards that, right? The second thing is kind of a no-brainer, but important to, to, to know is the design. Asking yourself where these people are, right? Where are you going to be targeting? What channels they're going to be uh, on will help you with the design. If you're on Facebook, for example, everything is blue and white. So if you make something blue and white, it's probably going to blend in. Black is a bold color. Orange is a bold color. Putting borders around things, things that can, in a design perspective. Why do you see so many videos that have text at the top and bottom of videos? Well, because it breaks the attention, right? It breaks the norm. It breaks something that you've seen over and over and over again and shows you something new. And I recommend that you do the exact same thing with the designs of your ad. Try to do something that's a little bit different. Be careful and don't go too far and make it too attention-seeking. Because too attention-seeking, people are going to be like, ow, that hurts my eyes. What the heck is that? And it takes away from the point number two which is the second thing that all millionaire campaigns have in common is that it conveys value. It conveys value. Now, what is value? If you know your primary core demographic, that, answering that question is extremely easy. And there are a lot of really compelling ways to share value. You can compare and contrast a price point. Something's on sale. It's 60% less. That's valuable, right? You can do things like, hey, this is specifically meant for you, meaning it's extremely unique and custom and bespoke. Make the person feel like it's just for them. That's valuable because everybody thinks that they're different, just a little bit, right? Some people think they're very different. So if you can make a message and have something, then they will, they will ultimately find value in that. Something that's exclusive. Something that's limited to only 100 or 50 or 10 or is only limited for a certain period of time or something that is timely. These are really quick ways that you can convey the value. Now, here's an important note. Conveying value should not be done on design only. This is another huge mistake. I call it vanity marketing. So many marketers that I know are actually building things to look good and that's it because they want to look good. They ultimately, they think they do, but they ultimately actually don't really care about conversions or sales or actually scaling a campaign. They only care about looking good. I got to make sure my brand looks good. Well, that's not how you convey value. How you convey value is actually by the copy. It's how you say it and how you position it. And it's extremely important that it's clear using fonts that are gray because it looks good on an older monitor could be detrimental to your campaign because people can't see it and they can't read it. And if it's hard, they're going to pass. Number three is, is your campaign irresistible? Is it matching your audience's greed and fear points? Is it something that's solving the specific problem that your ideal target audience has? If it doesn't, if, it, if it's not something, if it's not right on the button, then it's not going to be irresistible. Something that's irresistible is something that is exactly what you've been looking for or solves a very specific problem that you're having. It becomes a no-brainer. Does your campaign convey 
an irresistible nature to it by really identifying with the root greed and or fear point, problem and or solution that someone's looking for. Number four is it does your campaign compel action? Does it compel action? I see so many amazing campaigns that capture attention, that conveys value, that's irresistible, but that doesn't show you or tell you exactly what you need to do in order to take it. It doesn't make you want to click on it. You just gave them the answer. Don't create a campaign that talks about the problem and then gives them the solution in the same campaign. I know it's subtle, this may sound basic, but if you look at your, your most unsuccessful campaigns that you've ran, that's probably the root of it right there. You didn't make the problem big enough or clear enough, they didn't really quite understand it, you didn't get their attention, or you did all those things and you didn't, you, you actually gave them, excuse me, you gave them the answer. You gave them the answer. Right there. How do you lose 10 pounds in three weeks? Well, it comes down to diet and exercise. Eh, you, you just lost. You have to tease them and make them do something for you to give them the answer. That is a compelling call to action. It's gotta compel the person to do something. Otherwise, honestly, in all digital marketing, if what you're doing doesn't make someone do something, then it's a dud, it's a waste, and it's more considered a brand campaign or some other type of campaign. It's not what the type of campaign that's gonna drive massive sales. And the last and not least is, does your campaign give clear direction? This is something that's so overlooked, it's not even funny. What is the specific step? And it should only be one step. The more choices you give someone, the more problems you're going to have. The more solutions you give someone, the more problems you're going to have. I know it sounds counterintuitive, but giving them options is going to confuse them and there's not going to be a clear direction and they're not going to know what they should do next. They'll know what they want maybe, or maybe they don't know what they want, but they have to make a choice. And that choice is what's going to screw them up and it's going to screw up your campaign. And so you could do all the right things. You can have a high engagement rate with your video, lots of views. You can have lots of click-through rates, lots of people on the landing page. They go through the landing page, they get to the sales page, and you gave them six different options and you get no sales. Because you didn't give them clear directions on specifically what they should be doing. If this is you, then you need this. And that comes down to lazy marketing, in my opinion. Lazy, just flat out lazy marketing. Lazy marketing happens when you build a campaign and you build up all of this excitement, you get some, and then well, let them make the choice. I, I don't want them. Because hard marketing, millionaire marketing, the marketing that actually is amazingly well done and crafted are ones where they make a specific offer for the specific niche that they're going after, the specific group of people so that they don't have to be confused. They know exactly what it is. I'm going after a demographic that has a less income, therefore I'm gonna provide them the cheaper option, the payment plan option. I'm gonna go after the more affluent, I'm gonna target them, the copy's gonna go after more affluent, I'm only gonna give them one option, that's for the annual pricing or the quarterly pricing. So make sure 
that your campaigns aren't duds. They're not mediocre campaigns. They're millionaire campaigns that consist of capturing their attention, conveying value, is irresistible by matching your audience fear and greed points, compels the person to take action, and gives clear directions. I'm going to ask you guys to do me a huge favor. If this podcast brought you any sort of value, make sure you rate and review the show on iTunes. It's how I'm going to share this podcast with the world, and it only takes two seconds. Also, don't forget to subscribe to my channel so you are notified of new episodes as they come out. And of course, follow us on Instagram at Secrets of Marketers. Thanks so much. I'll talk to you next week.